Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. Today we're going to be smoking the Las Calaveras 2023 from Crown Heads. This is a Connecticut Broadleaf over Nicaraguan binder and filler. Just got them in about a week ago, and thank God they're ready to smoke right out of the box. They are. They. I. Uh, when was I on? Wednesday. I yeah. came in and I smoked one of the Toros, which I'm sad that they uh, didn't give us a Lonsdale this year. A little bit myself. But uh, the Toro was fantastic. I had no issues with it. Kind of a slow burner. Yeah, um, but well, and the Toro was more of a traditional Toro. It wasn't yeah. 56 ring yeah, gauge yeah, like yeah. last year's Toro was. Um, today, we're going to be drinking a couple things, but I guess I'll introduce them as they go. The first yeah. thing is kind of a special pour. This is uh, Anderson Club 15. This is a... Uh, these, these bottles were done around the year 2005, and uh, it is pre-fire Heaven Hill juice. Okay. 86 proof, 15 year. Was there um, a tornado that happened to go by, maybe like a hurricane in the Pacific Ocean or something at that time too? No, no, no. Oh, darn. So uh, the this bourbon was distilled in 1990 at the latest, six years before the famous Heaven Hill fire that destroyed seven warehouses, each containing 20,000 barrels, accounting at the time to an estimated 2% of the world's whiskey. Dang. Just taken up in a fire. Um, Dang. This is... Gosh, man, that that's smells such a beautiful delicious. nose. Yeah. So Dude, am it, I wrong? Does this almost smell like a Tennessee whiskey? I'm almost getting... It's not quite there, but I'm almost getting that kind of banana I note. I see it. But man, this, is, this is kind of one of those if-you-know-you-know you know sort of things. Like, people, when they get deep into whiskey and they have a lot of money, they will, like, either start chasing... Old Stitzel Weller bottles or pre-fire Heaven Hill? What's the proof on that? 86. Holy crap. Wait till you... Well, maybe it's just my fresh tongue of the day here. I feel like it started off like almost like water and then it built oh on the tongue pretty gosh. strong and then it kicked off. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that is... Uh, I can't even decide so what I, what's it was, reminding me It of. was an old Japanese export. Um, so on the nose, there's quite a bit of... That barrel char, that signature Heaven Hill oakiness. Yeah. Um, it almost it, feels like there's a lot of age on this barrel. It's at least 15 years old. It is at least 15. Okay, yeah. I didn't catch up. Yeah. Okay, okay. There's where all that oakiness has come from. There's quite a bit of red fruit on there, but it's almost like a dried red fruit of some type on the Yeah, nose. almost strawberry. Almost like a I strawberry kind of thing going. Yeah. Um, oh, it does kind of remind me of like the freeze-dried strawberries. Exactly, yeah. yeah. On the palate, <laughs> this so thing good. drinks so far above its proof. Oh, it does, it does. I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't have been surprised if you said one twenty until the until it faded off quick. Yeah, but it's like a it's it's like a creamy vanilla texture on the palate. Still, and cream. It kind of is. It, you know what this reminds me the most of. Is Pappy Fifteen? Pappy Fifteen does strawberries and cream I for can me. See that a little bit, like, yeah. No, they're definitely not related, right? But right. very similar um, palette to that. 
That's so interesting. That's good. A lot of rich oakiness. You know, a lot of the people, when they talk about the difference in today's whiskey versus whiskeys of the past, they'll even talk about the age of the oak before it was cut down. Yeah. And they say that that has a lot to play in. Like I can how see it's that, maturing man. I mean, now. You got denser fibers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you try to fast grow and you, you know, fertilize and everything else, then it grows faster. It's more porous. Yeah, that's why the rings are a little further apart on them and stuff. So that makes sense. I mean, but you think about these old like eighty some proof bottles, like like this, uh, like this Ander- Anderson Club Fifteen, or like the, the old, old Beam. Can, 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 the old, yeah, the old Beam. Yeah, um, decanter or that uh, Chessman. That old crow chessman. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. super rich, oaky, oily. There was just something different that they yeah. did. Well, pre whiskey boom. And yeah. I guess pre 2005. That's also pre having to make 10 million times as many barrels yeah. as you used to make, too. So that's good. I like that a lot. That is really good. And where did you get this? Um, that was a sample I got from a guy because I did a deal with him. Oh, cool. And he was like, hey, have you ever tried this? And I said, no. Nope. But I'm Can about you tell to. me about it? So he gave me a sample of this a 1988 uh, turkey. I think it might be a 101. And then, gosh, what was the other thing he gave me? I don't know. Something else. Huh. But again, it was just... It was just all old dusty samples, um, so nothing wrong with that at all. No, I mean actually, there's a lot right with that. Th- this is all the way he approaches it is almost like whiskey appreciation, and almost as like a historian. Like yeah. he just loves trying and finding old bottles that are discontinued, um, and just that's kind of where his palate lies too. Is in these older lower proofers and yeah that's kind of cool. honestly i could get i could get used to that if my yeah. wallet could well, sustain it <laughs> not only that but you talk about hunting yeah i mean you're taking you're taking the typical tater hunt to, to a whole new level when you yeah, find that I kind mean, of stuff at that point he's dealing mostly on secondary markets and with a, yeah with like the mexican cartel and stuff like that to get all the bottles could in. be oh, yeah. you, you never know man <laughs> i am I'm digging that a lot. Yeah, it's really really good. good. So, yeah, so today we're not actually doing a pairing again. Um, What we've decided to do is the pairing is going to be up on the board for an entire month. Um, So next week we'll get a new new pairing going. Um, But, you know, right now we're still doing the Crux and the Starlight Port. Um, And that's the Crux Epicure Habano, the new one of those. Yeah, um, and if you didn't notice, no, last week's podcast releasing on a Monday was not a mistake. Nope. It's the day that we're switching to um, just because, well, clearly we get a lot more hits on Monday. We do, and also it makes sense. I mean, I don't know about you, but whenever I used to drive to work every day, Monday was the day I started listening to podcasts. Well, and there's no busy on the weekend. There's hardly any podcasts released on Mondays. Like all mine are Tuesday, Thursday releases. So if I start one on Monday, I'll finish it. I just feel like people drive to work and they listen to a podcast and it just makes sense. You can jump on and listen to us on your way to work on Monday. Oh, absolutely. Make your whole week better. Yeah. So I just cut this. uh, Time for a cold draw. I don't Mm -hmm. think we've done one of those in a little while. 
Oh. Is it almost spicy? Yeah, more of a... It's just a... Cinnamon. I mean, there's yeah. like a cinnamon spice, but not not very pronounced. Very, very much barnyard thing going there. Yeah, a lot of barnyard um, and almost wheat toast for me. Like there's a... Almost a buttered wheat toast. Yeah, buttered. yeah, there's a I'm getting that kind of butter. I don't know, there. that buttery butteriness might be coming from the whiskey, Could though. be. But I definitely get a little bit of that, too. But hmm. yeah, and this one, like I said, this has got the Connecticut Broadleaf on it. Yeah. Um, and it's a lighter Connecticut Broadleaf than is. they've used in their other stuff. Yeah, I almost would have expected this to be like a hybrid Habano or something. Yeah. They didn't ask me. No, I know. <laughs> I know. As the number one fanboy, you think yeah. they didn't ask you. You know, as much... As I like their cigars, I'm sure there's somebody out there that likes them more. Oh, I'm sure. There always Probably is. someone lives in Nashville, I would assume. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. Well, that got quiet in a hurry. Oh, man, Rob, this Stealth 3 is working amazing. Nice. I love this lighter. They are great lighters, aren't yeah. they? Oh. So what else is new, man? I know. What else are, are we going to be drinking after this one? You had you brought something else yeah. in to share. Um, so I also found a bottle of High West Campfire. They haven't been releasing that the uh, past couple of years, but they did just put it out to mass market. And I stumbled onto a bottle yesterday um, and figured I'd bring it in and try it on the show. I've heard a lot of people talk about High West Campfire. It's honestly a little bit expensive. It was around that $75 mark. Oh, really? But I've just heard enough people talk about it and all of the things that they either love or hate about it. And I'm just in, I was intrigued enough to buy it. Well, good for you. I'm trying to remember what I was going to look up. Oh, I know what I was going to look up. What are you looking at? Well, I'm trying to find out if we can get Campfire here. I'm sure you could. Well, I don't know how limited it is or if it is. Yeah, I'll figure that out later. On the uh, on the palate of this Las Calaveras, it is spicy baking spice. And uh, there's some woodiness in there, but I, I wouldn't call it a cedar. It's not a bright woodiness to me. Like I, It's more like a redwood. I mean, I know that's like cedar, but... I'm getting that kind of a almost redwood kind of thing going there. Mm. And that was because I just blew a lot of smoke out my nose. Yeah. So it's pretty spicy on, on the retrohale. But then on the roof of the mouth, I'm getting that kind of... Um, see, I'm thinking cedar. I know you said Are not you? cedar, but I'm yeah. thinking that redwood okay. cedar. I, I'd also say a little bit of leather in there, too. Yeah. but uh, For sure. I'm so glad that this cigar was ready to go right out of the gates. Me too. I think last year's Las Calaveras uh, struggled a little bit just because it was not. It was fine when it came out, but it was clearly not ready. Not ready. Yeah. Now it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Like that's an amazing cigar right now. Yeah. And I know there's other people besides us to have some left in stock. Uh Definitely worth grabbing. I've had several people come in that um, grabbed grabbed a couple of each, wanted to experiment with them. I'm like, that's that was the whole point. I'm considering putting a box or two back of this year's and still keep the box or two from last year and do a three year 
thing next year. Yeah, but that'd be awesome. I don't um, know if I'm going to or not. We'll this see. Anderson Club 15 with the cigar just got super creamy. It almost reminds me of like the icing on a uh, cinnamon roll. Like the cigar is a cinnamon roll. The Anderson Club is the icing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It definitely proofed it up again, too. Yeah. That's a super interesting pour. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I'll probably never own a bottle of because it's... No, but if I ever see one, I'll definitely try to get one. I'm not going to spend dumb money on it, but... I'm not sure you'll ever see one. Yeah, I don't know if you will ever. I've never seen one before. And they quit making them in 2005. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. You What? Bring more products. You know how old I was? No, <laughs> five. Four? Five, no, no, six. Six, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, I was more than six. Hey, you had just had Chloe at that point. Too. Actually, yeah, I had all three of my kids by that time. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, you would be my my um, third youngest, or my second. You, you'd be just older than Chloe, but younger than my other two. So Yeah. You're, you're a young dude. I am a young man. Um, so we're going to be moving into High West Campfire. It's a blend of straight rye whiskey, straight bourbon whiskey, and blended malt scotch whiskey at 46% alcohol by volume. Um, and this is their campfire release. Well, all right. So I'm going to read the back because right. High West always does a fantastic job Here, with their Here, pour marketing. a little bit first, then we'll, then we'll okay. read the back while we're sipping. I can't sip and read, Robert. I can sip while you read. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a nice nose. Campfire whiskey is our ode to starry nights spent outside, huddled close around the fire with friends. This rare blend brings together both old and new world whiskey traditions. Smoky undertones of peated scotch quintessential American bourbons and spicy rice combined for a huh. complex flavor profile. Taste of peat smoke give, a, give way to chai spice, orange zest, English toffee, toasted brioche, salted caramel, leather, and dark chocolate. Gather around and sip a campfire this they season. They are not wrong on everything they just said. Really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, and I know you said a lot of people kind of crapped on this yeah. one. Um, of course, you and I you are and both I, smoky whiskey fans. That, but also complexity. The complexity on this thing. Everything you said, I'm like, yep, 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 yep. I'm like, that is really unique. On the nose for me, it is salted caramel. Yeah. And just, there's a little bit of smokiness. But it's like, a, it is not peat smoke to me. No. It's like... A super it's more bright fire smoke. I mean, yeah. Seriously, while you're drink sipping on it, look at the label and read down the label. You're gonna go, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I think it's. I like it. I like it quite a bit. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Um, and this one's playing above its proof point a little bit too. Yeah. So it's 46. So in math, that's 92 proof. Um. Man, I was I was intrigued by the chai note, but I fully understand what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. And, you know, I've had a lot of people 
recently we've been noticing in a lot of the the chat groups and stuff like that where people are talking about oh they don't like this they don't like that and then you start looking at who they are and it's like maybe a newer newer bourbon lover or, or something and it's like all that they don't like about it is it's so complex they can't figure it out it's like that's what we dig into. I mean, it's like yeah. the more complex I can't figure it out, the more I'm going to enjoy it. Because I mean, if a bourbon is one note to me, I will drink it. Will I enjoy it and come back to it? No. Depends on the note for me. I mean, if it's all the freaking caramel, I'm probably in on that one anytime <laughs> I want to. 130 proof caramel. Let's 130 go, baby. 130 proof caramel. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if it's not, if it didn't make you think. Yeah, why why drink it, right? Well, I mean, and, Not and that's what makes a good sipping whiskey to me is the fact that I can sit there and enjoy the aroma just as much as the taste that of that little tiny sip I had that lasts so long. Yeah. I mean, that's bang for your buck right there. It actually goes pretty good with a cigar, too. Yeah, it does. Um, so just, just for an example, things burning great already. You can see the thing smoking like, I mean, the smoke output's insane. A while. Last year's, it took about three months to get to this point. It was, you know, they were a little wet, a little young. Um, not that they were bad, but they were just a little bit. Yeah. They needed to be dried out a little bit. This one, right out of the box, man, this is fantastic. I'm yeah. loving it. I mean, I think they heard our cry and our plea. And well, said, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure John said, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've only had two of his uh, reps on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, on the way here, I was listening to the Bourbon Pursuit podcast. And yeah. they did, uh, which if you're into bourbon and you don't know about that podcast, you should be listening to it. Yeah, They're industry guys. They know people who know people. They will give you accurate information. They were talking about Amberana, and uh, <laughs> everybody this last two weeks has been talking about Amberana. Yeah, I know. They were talking about Amberana, and one thing that Fred Minnick said that uh, was surprising to me is that the TTB is currently looking into um, the Amberana barrels that are coming over here. Yeah, they should outlaw it. No, no, no. There's speculation <laughs> that they're not ethically or legally harvested. They probably aren't. Probably not. I mean, it, there's not those rules in Brazil. Well, there are. Oh, there are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, there are. And it, it, is, a, it is an actual protected wood. Um, it, and it's in the Dude. Amazon. Like, they're finding this wood in the Amazon, and they are tearing up the Amazon to build barrels for... I'm going to start a group called Save the Amberana. Save the Amberana. Yes, keep it growing forever. Don't ever use it. Please, God. Yes, you know what? save the Amberana. I'm, I'm sure going to put it right the, next to my Save the Whale sticker on my with car. With the amount of barrels we have over here and the amount of life those Amberana barrels give, we, they could stop bringing them in right now and people would chip up those barrels and start sticking them into other, like, into other barrels, and you could get 10 more years of Amberana finishes Actually, I think an Amberana bonfire would be amazing. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Burn all that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Campfire Amberana edition. Amberana. Put your grains above it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You get, you're welcome. You guys can have that. Yeah. We, uh, we just trademarked it or something. Wild. Yeah, 
but uh yeah i was actually impressed to see that yeah like that the ttb cares and is looking into it well i mean they kind of have to almost really you know that because i mean i that's what i always wonder is like you know is this i mean isn't that isn't that very similar to the chikai barrels in japan yeah those are protected as well and you don't i mean if you see a Takai barrel and you see a release, you're like, I, I want to go after and try it because I love that finish. But you see one out of every 300 yeah. distilleries doing it. Well, and the other thing is, is they're like, most of them are once used. Okay. So you'll end up with, with a wasted barrel. A lot of Amberana barrels that are coming in now haven't been used before. So you're you just brand new Amberana that hasn't what, been four or five times probably on Amberana I would imagine different levels. Yeah, I mean, but it's the reason that it's harvested is for cachaça. So if it's never been used as a cachaça barrel, I'm not sure that they can send it over here. But I just saw a whiskey tribe video and they just got a never used Amberana, Amberana. barrel, and I. Again, uh, don't quote me on this. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the laws. You don't even play one on the podcast. I don't. Um, I know my lane. <laughs> I know my lane. Still trying to figure out what that lane is, but I know it. <laughs> there is a lane. It's definitely towards the north. Towards the north. Yes. yes. Looking north. True north. True north. But, yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that they were talking about, which... It's been bothering me lately as well on that show was that all of the special releases and limited editions from these big distilleries are going to finished products. Yeah. Like Turkey released a rum finish. Yeah. You know, they had done a toasted finish before that in their um, Master's Keep collection. It's like these are heritage distilleries that have that. 17 20 year old product that right. they could blow everybody's mind with and they're still putting finished out yeah and it just makes you wonder are they they're seeing the the love of it from all the whiskey nerds out there and they're like might as well jump in here that'd be that might be a great question to ask um alan when we get down and see him yeah that's next week yeah it is so um it might be a good time to go ask him that question because he'll he's he's in tune with the industry so he'll know or at least he'll be able to speculate well, I mean, and, and you got to think, um, MGP proper has not gotten into any of their own finishing. Um, like none of the Remus brands or uh, what's their rye? Rossville. Rossville rye. Yeah. I, I haven't Sweden. seen finishes on there yet. and uh, I haven't looked, to be honest with you, so I don't know. Well, I, I mean, we would have seen I keep it probably loose pop tabs up. on them. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, they haven't done that, and they're continuing to put out double-digit age statements. And uh, you know what? They haven't performed as well as some of the uh, as some of the finished products. So it makes you wonder: like, do Maybe. people actually like whiskey, or do they uh, just like flavored whiskey? They like cocktails. I mean, yeah, it really is. When you start getting to some of those port finished ones, you could almost throw a couple bitters in there and a cherry and you got yeah old-fashioned some of them well, you know? i mean serious uh, nothing well, wrong with that I, I think the same thing about pours like maverick that's maverick exactly is so heavily finished and you know what it is great at that yeah uh, like it is a great pour i guarantee you Would if we I, took the maverick and we threw a quarter ounce of simple syrup in there a cherry and a couple aromatic bitters it would probably taste like a really great old-fashioned 
And that wouldn't take hardly anything to make that happen. Yeah. I, but the problem is with that is just the whole entire finished whiskey category is that that Maverick could be half half port in that bottle. Right. You know? It, and you would no have idea. no clue. Yep. And they don't have to be honest about how it was finished. Well, and, and the they guys that actually sold the barrel were didn't have a clue what was in it anyway. No. So it's like, you know, it's, it is what it is. So, But I will say it's kind of cool to see a category forming for that because there's nothing wrong with that. Now, is there something wrong with Crown Peach? Yes, there's something wrong with Crown Peach. No, I'm just kidding. Some people love that. But, but it's, it's so overly fruited and flavored for the sake of flavor, like peanut butter whiskey, stuff like that, whatever. But when you start talking about finishing it in a barrel, especially if they don't have a lot of liquid left in the barrel, you're just pulling notes out. I think that's a category I can get behind. But yeah, if it were properly regulated, yeah, right now, and that's the thing. A lot not. of the issue is is there are places like I would say Good Times Whiskey, mm -hmm. where they're basically making the equivalent of a Crown Peach using MGP whiskey and peach flavoring, and they're saying uh, bourbon finished in peach brandy barrels. Right. And there's no one to regulate that. Right. They did a uh, kiwi strawberry brandy finish. It's like, who is making kiwi brandy? Yeah. They, well, did, a, they did a salted caramel barrel. And well, they had one, and it was uh, watermelon brandy. And the day that that label got released, I was down at Starlight. I asked Ted Huber. Is there I said, such thing? <laughs> "I said, can you make watermelon brandy?" He said, "No, nobody does that." He you said, make "Brandy now, like a watermelon flavoring." To well, it. he said, "I saw that label too." <laughs> yeah. Well, but. It, but you're the right. problem is, is there are brands like that, and it speaks bad for brands that are trying to do it well, like Nulu, like Barrel, uh, like like Starlight. Penelope. Just, yeah, Penelope. And uh, it just looks bad on them, too. Yeah, and, I'm, and you know, I, I've even heard some on a couple of the bourbon podcasts and talk about it's like, I, and they're like, yeah, it'd be nice if they really broke down the categories down, you know, to an nth degree. But if not, just create a category to encompass all of that. Oh, yeah. And just call it that. You know what? If you happen to have an amazing you know, whiskey that you finished for three days in a, in a port barrel that was dry and you just get a light note, it's still going to be a finished whiskey. Whatever. You know, that, that's yeah. fine. Um, but they need to – I mean, it's, it's just like a lot of things. You know, they, they need to create um, the rules behind it because – we're in that world now where everybody wants to know what is this? How do I categorize it? How does it score in competitions? It's like cigars. You know, you got the the boutique cigars. Like, what's a boutique cigar? No one knows. Yeah. And I'm like, I can guarantee you most of those cigars in there are not boutique anymore because they sell way more than a million cigars a year. Yeah. So it's like, you know, come up with a rule and stick to it. And that's the same thing every category seems to have. So. Oh, by RJ. Uh, so the other thing, cheers. We got cheers to cheers RJ. Cheers to RJ. RJ was the only guy we've ever had that was awesome for our for our rugs and stuff. But uh, uh, the other thing they were talking about on that show was how well cigar batches actually pair with cigars and what their function was. And uh, they had talked about Joseph Magnus cigar cigar blend and. 
That is great with cigars. Yes. Uh, I would say Habanos and Darker. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm sure some of the Connecticut's could hold up to it, but I think it'd stomp on a lot of them. I think so, too. Um, but you get into the Amberana finish ones. and Those, those are one-trick ponies to me. It's like you really can't smoke cigars. If you do, you're not tasting your cigar. It's yeah. so overpowering. The So one last thing before I get off of this podcast I was listening to was they said, yeah, I mean, I just feel like all bourbon pairs well with cigars. You just like match the strength of your cigar to the proof of your bourbon. And that is one way to think about it. But I think it's terribly incorrect. I think that's coming from a bourbon guy that occasionally smokes cigars, yeah, yeah, yeah. not a cigar guy that, that drinks. Oh, yeah. but that's not true to me i think jack daniel's single barrel barrel proof is gonna blow out whatever cigar you throw at it now will i smoke a cigar with it yeah yeah but, but it's I'm a cigar be, you know it's not your i'm first not picking time my 25 dollar cigar to no, smoke with that no, no no so yeah you're right i mean just like your um your old bones the 135 proof rye that holds up to a lot of cigars but it's gonna blow away most yeah because it's so I, strong i would say you gotta be at that uh medium plus to full if you're going to drink that Old Bones rye. I agree. Yeah. You just do. Well, and, and that's what's going to be so crazy is that, that um, those two brandies we've got coming from French Lick, they're over 140 proof, or at least they were. Hopefully, they're still there. Hopefully. Um, Lord will. I don't feel like either one of those were so overpowering that they'll overpower a cigar because that no, fruit was so. so strong on them. Well, there's not. And especially that Cabernet one or the red wine yeah, one. Yeah. That they're one, not. They're not spicy in the same way that like an old bones is or or like a Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof. Though like the single barrel barrel proof has a ton of barrel spice on there, and that's what'll kill your palate before anything else. That's what'll cover up anything. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Those those are sweet and fruity, and those two I think are particularly balanced because we tried others that day that were sweet sweet oh yeah like butterscotch sweet even higher proof yeah the tequila barrels especially um which down the road you know what if if we get a lot of a lot of people coming here really digging the um brandies which i really feel like if you give it a shot you're gonna dig it oh yeah um and it is as dirt gets it out there to his crew too if we get people wanting more of this We'll always have a brandy in here. That's that's an easy pick with Alan. I, I love that guy, and I want yeah. to support him. And if we can have a brandy up here all the time. I mean, we already have Copper and Kings, Butchertown. Alan created that. Yeah. So if you want to taste what he can do, come try that. Or just wait until we get our pick in, our yeah. picks in and they're better. <laughs> well, I did get some bad news this week. What's that? Elijah Craig Barrel's not coming as quick as I hoped. We're probably we're a few weeks away still. We keep being a few weeks away. Yeah. They thought it was going to be end of July. We're talking sometime in August probably now. They um, they were just getting ready to bottle earlier this week, and then they have to wait on labels. So we're probably four so or five weeks bottle away. bottle it and then label it? Not all in one run? No. Which sucks thing. because I'd love to see them wait till the last second and bottle it, label it immediately, so that way, one, we can get the barrel immediately. Yeah, I mean, it would be one thing if the barrel was leaking, but, right, you know, it's... I mean, because that actually 
is going to get us that one extra month to get to an 11 year product. Yeah. And now we're not going to get that, which sucks, but that's all right. It'll be delicious. I don't know. We might be. If we're not at 11 years, we're almost there. It also came down on proof. They always do. <sighs> not this much. 122. I'm not saying anything, but Heaven Hill always seems to come down a lot. Come down a lot in proof. That one was a lot. I had to double double check them a couple times. Are you sure it came down eight points in three months? That seems kind of odd. Yeah. If anything, I would have thought maybe up a little bit with the heat of the summer, but nope. I'm not saying anything shady's happening. Well, it could have also, who knows, maybe the proofs we were tasting at, maybe they hadn't checked it in a while. I don't know. It could be. But regardless, it's delicious. It is delicious. But I still wanted to hit that 130 point. <laughs> this one still should be the highest proof one we've gotten on the pick yet. Yeah. It'll be right around that Peachtree level. Yeah. Well, and then we'll bring in the uh, hopefully hazmat brandies. Yes. Well, and I trust that room's not going to drop the way he's got that set up in there anyway. So, yeah, and that's Alan. We're talking about Alan yeah. Bishop. All right. So, what do you think of the cigar right now? Um, so I'm like finishing up the first third, probably inching towards the second third. It just keeps getting spicier cinnamon. I think there's a little bit of black pepper on the palate too. Um, the retro hail is still spicy. It's not light you up spicy. It's uh, I I'm, I don't think it's red pepper, but no, it, it's it, definitely it, more towards the char kind of black pepper yeah. kind of things going. No, and actually, I will tell you one thing. This is one that's screaming to slow down. Yeah, I keep over puffing it, and it's like telling me stop. You know, yeah. so definitely let this one sit between puffs a lot oh, yeah. more than normal, which is a good thing. I mean, that's one thing I see a lot of people in here, and they're just. Puff, 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 puff. It's like you get to the final third and it's just char. Oh, like it's just not not good anymore. But yeah. Um, what else was going on this week? We we're going to talk about. I don't know. Gosh. Oh, there was an article I wanted to bring up. Let me let me oh, find okay. that real quick here. Yeah. Um, let's take a moment to hear from our partners. Is your closet starting to feel a little weak? You know, like shoddy fabrics, misshaped, tired designs? Then Seven Strong brand has exactly what you need to reinforce your look. We're talking a four-way stretch of polyester, cotton blend, silky smooth, breathable, and above all, true to fit while keeping its fit. No? Well, what about our hidden collar button with reinforced stretching? It's pretty strong. Or how about designs that'll get you a standing ovation no matter the occasion? Happy hours to baby showers, the flight to date night, even from the shore to stepping out to the store. Seven Strong brand has button-down shirts that will transition you from one place to the next and make you stand out every single time. And for listening to our show, new customers get $5 off their first purchase with code Final third. Not to mention, all orders over $50 qualify for free shipping. And you know, just like any label on a bottle or cigar, these shirts are going to be a stamp of quality every time you wear them. So find your strength and style by checking out 7-strong.com, as well as following 7-strong brand on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D, -E Wood Live. 
Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from live edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you. I, uh, oh, shh. It just closed it out. I just closed that thing out. There's no way to go back to it, is there? Once you close it, <laughs> no, asshole. You're on Google Chrome. Why? Okay. I like Chrome better. Why would you be on Google Chrome? Because all of my stuff's iPhone. already in. On an iPhone. My stuff's been in there for years. On an one. iPhone. It's fine. On an iPhone. Here we go. Is this where it was? Probably not. No worry about it. It was it was something about Rocky. I was wanting to talk about, but I can't remember what it was now. So uh, nothing bad. Looks like Espinoza posted a major announcement a couple hours ago. Yeah, and it just says, "If you know, you know." No, uh, the most anticipated announcement from Espinoza this year is coming later today. Are you ready? Question mark. Knuckle Sandwich 55, baby. Are you addicted to Espinosa premium cigars? Question mark. How many have you smoked this year? Question mark. Whoever is running their social media, first of all, graphic looks fine. I'm sure you designed that in Adobe stock on your phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, fix your captions. These suck. These were written like you're a boomer. Hey, AI. AI, AI. writes everything now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, mm. It's probably just the lost ace. <laughs> nah, because they've been talking about that for a while. I, I wonder if, because, I mean, everybody and their brother that's ever smoked any of the knuckle sandwiches that happened to smoke the 55 has been begging for them to bring it back. Oh, they need to. I hope that's what they're doing as they're announcing they're going to be bringing that back. As a regular in the line, they even have if, to. Even if they were to charge Lost Ace prices for it, it'd be worth it. Yeah, I mean, and, but they wouldn't have to because you're talking the um, the knuckle sandwich line are all in that fifteen, sixteen dollar range anyway. Mm -hmm. You're only four dollars less on that. Um, I, I could see this being well. The only downside is I think this could actually just completely blow away the uh, knuckle sandwich Maduro Sumatra. Maybe they would Maduro's, have a hard time selling those. Maduro's fantastic. It is, but not as fantastic as the oh, 55 I know, I know. was. But to, to have a company come out with Mexican San Andreas right now, it's kind of ballsy. Yeah, well, if they are. And that's the other thing. They may, I mean, there's not a lot of San Andreas out there that people are putting out right now. No. That's why I think we have so much Sumatra uh, this year. The leaves in shortage, isn't it? I've heard that from some people. Other people say they got plenty. I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what. Some people just won't disclose some of that. Other other manufacturers will. But yeah. um, if you look at the statistics of how many San Andreas cigars have come out over the last year and a half, I'd say there's a shortage. Yeah. So, um, but if they did, great. Otherwise, I don't know what else they'd be announcing. Well, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine Eric selling. A lot of times that'll be happening with a little sell, but you know what? Their brand's worth a ton of money, and if Alec Bradley's worth $130 million, or whatever they got paid, 106 whatever it was, no, I'm, then I could see I would them have selling a, for a billion dollars. I would not be posting a hype post 
about the brand selling. Like, hey, we, we just sold this Swedish or, uh, or Swisher Sweet. Tell you what, if someone came in here, I'm talking to you guys. You come in here with a $1.3 billion check and buy Final Third, I will promote the hell out of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just need the residuals off of the podcast, yeah, and yeah. We'll, we'll bow out. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, I just need a million off of that. A million off that. Yeah. If I get $1.2 billion, I'll give for you a million bucks, For building buddy. this podcast empire. Exactly. Yeah. We're up to tens of listeners now. <laughs> yeah. well, actually, we have quite a, a few whole, now. A it's lot. Kind of, yeah. kind of fun. Actually, crazy. Yeah. Uh, what? Way more than I ever thought would be listening to this stupid show that Rob and I started. I agree. It, it's, it was just a little over a year ago. Well, it was, it, I mean, again, this last week we had two or three more people come in that actually came from over 30 miles away because they've been listening to our podcast and wanted to check hey, the place out. Like, shout out to crazy. you guys. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, the hard part is with a cigar lounge is there's really no way to promote it other than word of mouth. So this podcast has gotten to the point where we're able to Promote. it's actually doing some advertising for the shop which was the goal yeah exactly so shout out to you yes shout out and you know we have to drink because we haven't been drinking very much yet yeah oh. also shout out to uh seven strong brand that's right the maker of that beautiful t-shirt that, yep, yep. that rob's wearing yep um, Comfy. They're working on a design for us, which at this point it's probably going to be a fall release, I would yeah. imagine. But we'll be getting hopefully those in here soon. Oh, that's cool. And uh, we have a different table today. Yeah. Um, if you've seen our big live edge table, you've seen it either on here or just in the shop here. Yeah. Um, when, when Derek built it, he actually did some research and talked to a company that makes the finish for it. And the finish that was put on it was supposed to be alcohol and water resistant. The first ring of alcohol or water just immediately put a ring on the table, and he was a little irritated by it. So he took the table top back and refinished it, yeah. trying to finish it more um, with what he knows. So it'll be back in here in a few days. Oh, Probably yeah. by the time this this airs. Nah, not by the time this airs. Maybe next week. So. Yeah. It'll be back. So, yeah, we're actually – the nice thing about doing this, uh, moving it to Mondays, is we won't be so far behind – it's like sometimes we're a week or week and a half, at, you know, before on the recording, yeah. and a lot of stuff happens between that. So now, if we're able to record, you know, couple some days couple days before, then it's not quite so much. And usually on the weekend, not a lot of stuff's disclosed. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be a little bit more. Eh, we'll see. This yeah. depends on vacation schedules we, and stuff. We say too. all that, but we're going on Monday to record with Alan Bishop. Is that Monday? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited to talk to him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Monday. Tuesday. 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 Okay. I'm also excited to go over and eat some German food down there in French Lake. I haven't been I haven't <sighs> been to that German place. Oh, we're going this time. Okay. We're going this That's time. That's fine. Um you can go shoot some squirrels if you want to. Actually, can we down for that? I don't I have to check the season. Make sure it's all kosher. It's not squirrel season yet. Squirrel season doesn't start till August. I think it's August or September. Used to be at least. It'll be August when we're oh, there. It'll be August. <laughs> oh, so it might be squirrel season. Yeah. If you want to watch a catch cleaning cook by Rob dude, and I say, dude, let's hit the GoPro. We'll, we'll, 
we'll, we'll kill some animals on on film. That'd be great. Yeah, maybe um, we can get a PETA sponsorship. I mean, PETA? I'm sorry, not sponsorship. Banning. That's the word I'm looking for. You, you know, they do say all publicity is good publicity. That's true. So uh, people eating tasty animals. That's what PETA stands that for. That is what it stands for. God bless them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're supporting them right now. This is completely vegan. It is. Uh, gluten-free, cruelty-free, you know. Exactly. Smoking and drinking. I don't know what more what more PETA sponsorship we need. You're right. Yeah. Maybe we had a dead squirrel up here on the counter. We could just, like, rip it apart right here on the, on the air. That'd be kind of fun. I don't Show know. how to actually skin a squirrel and, and get it hard. all prepped. All no. you need is your wire cutters. All right. We'll get... If you guys want to see Isaiah skin a squirrel on film, just let us know. I think it'd be great. My, uh, I was always taught that you use wire cutters, snip at the base of the tail, step on the tail, and, and pull. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's very easy. It's very, it's very, um, very conscious of you know the health you know, you know of the people around you when you're doing it because. You get the wrong person around you, they're going to freak just a little bit. Well, like peeling that skin back. We were talking <laughs> about snapping turtles uh, a couple days ago when I was having dinner with my family. And that's the nastiest skinning I think I've ever seen. Yeah. You know how to separate a, a turtle's skin from the meat? Mm-mm. You cut a slit at the base of its neck and you stick an air compressor in and there. Blow it up like a balloon. Like a balloon. Oh, wow. And it'll do it. Uh, I I will say if you've never had the, turtle soup, oh my gosh, it is good. Turtle soup it is, is so a delicious. lot of work though. Yeah, that's why I've never made it myself. I've just went to places to have it. But that is, I don't know. That's some butchery. I probably would opt out of ever doing again. Yeah, like I have skinned and plucked and all this stuff. A lot of animals, but something about blowing a turtle up like a balloon. It got to me that day, man. <laughs> kind of sounds like a science project to me. Oh gosh, that's just something. We'll have to ask JC if he's ever, if he's ever made squirrel or um, turtle, turtle soup. soup. We can make turtle soup. I can catch a turtle. They come. I can catch it probably with my bare hands. They come up at my parents' house all the time. They'll just sit on their dock. Big old snapping turtles. Uh, yeah, Ralph, Ralph's on the park down in New Orleans. That was where I had a turtle soup first time. Yeah. Every time I go there now, that's what I get. Huh. Love it. Love it. I haven't, uh, speaking of those well, animals in a similar category, I haven't had frog legs in a long time. I haven't either, and I love them. There's, there was a place up in um, um, Indiana Beach. There was a little, little hole-in-the-wall bar up there, yeah. and they – had fresh frog legs oh, and yeah. these things were like meaty i mean you get yeah. six six pairs of frog legs and you're stuffed yeah and i i love frog legs They're uh, so good. oddly enough when i was in brazil that's all i could think about because the frogs that were down there like i swear to you they were the size of <laughs> basketballs <laughs> talk and, about some legs on those bad boys. yeah serious and uh they're slow like my my sister had caught a couple. Like you just go over and grab them unless they're trying to jump. Like you're so big they can't jump fast. I wonder. I wonder on a frog that size if if any of the other meats worth eating. 
I'm I've sure never heard of anybody be. other than legs before, I mean, but <laughs> something that big's got a lot of meat on it. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I mean, you got to think. There's probably some reason that they don't eat them because they eat everything else. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like pig. You know, the reason why you one of the reasons why you you really need to cook pork down to a specific temperature is because. They don't have anywhere to release the toxins in their body. I mean, yeah. all the sweat and crap and all the crap they eat and stuff yeah. just stays right in their skin. And you start thinking about it, it's kind of kind of gross. But bacon still tastes good. It still does taste it good. It does taste good. Yeah. Fry that stuff. Well, this has been uh, Food, Food Talk, Talk <laughs> with Rob and Isaiah. Well, we did skincare last week. Skincare? That was yeah, good. That was good. Oh. Man, I went, I went fishing on... Um, Tuesday. Did you catch anything? No, it was too hot. Too it was hot. more actually to sit out there and drink bourbon and smoke cigars while I was wetting the line. That's all I cared about. <laughs> but I, I put the I put the lure on. Was it in somebody's pool? No, nah, it was <laughs> up in Missina Wall. It was up in Missina Wall. Um, but I flipped back and the and it hit a hit a twig and went straight shape right straight down to the middle of my tattoo and oh, hooked me. I'm like, oh, you got hooked. I got hooked right you on the arm yourself. right there, which it's not bad. You can see where it was, but. Rob, I'm like right there, man. That's just ridiculous. It's all right. It was fine. <laughs> the only time I ever hooked myself fishing was when I was fly fishing and learning to fly fish still. Because yeah, you're like whipping that thing around like crazy. Well, when you first start, it's like, well, and I was in an area like, where I'm there was just a trying lot of to trees. cast this line straight out. Well, there's yeah. a lot of trees and stuff where I was fishing, so you had to kind of cast underneath and stuff. And when I pulled it back. He hit the branch and then caught the line and then flipped me up, flipped it up on me. Oh, gosh. But no big deal. It's happened before. No big deal. But yeah, it was fun. You have your I tetanus was... shot? Nah. 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 No need. Nah. Rob's invincible. I'm invincible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything's trying to kill Rob. Yes, it is. When I was in here Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, Rob had been drinking cocktails all day. I was like, "How's your pump think about that?" He was like, "Oh, it's all whacked out." Like, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, "I keep trying to tell it to give me more, and it's it can't keep up." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was cocktail day that day. Yeah. Today, I think it's going to just be neat pours. That's all I'm going to do today. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. Hmm. I'm impressed by this high west campfire. I am too. Um, I did not. I didn't expect to like it as much as I do. That um, could be that could be a daily sipper for me. That's that good. Yeah. It's not, and that's what's nice too is it's not so overly peated or smoky that it's ruining anything. It's just a nice balance of sweet and smoke, and it's just it's just really nice. I could see this as being a perfect campfire whiskey. Mm-hmm. Just those super warm baking spices. That little bit of like orange peel in there, keep keeping it kind of fresh on your palate. Yeah. Um, this is not something to drink if you don't like any smoke in your whiskey. Right. It is something you should try, though. Uh, but it, there are some people that are completely just avidly against smoking their whiskey. And there will be some regular bourbons that just have a smoky note that will throw people off. Like, yeah. Um, we had one on Sunday from Watershed Distillery. Oh, yeah? And uh, over at Will's house. So, shout out to Will Breeden. Shout out. 
And uh, that one, I actually didn't like that. Wh- whose was it? Was it actually Watershed's product, or was it somebody else picked a barrel? It was somebody else picked a barrel, and the somebody that picked the barrel was called Rollin. Okay. And the, uh, oh, that's the one. That, okay, you got and, from Ray. Okay. Yeah, and it was a uh, Circle City whiskey. Gotcha. It was a really bright, smoky note, which just felt out of place in that whiskey. I'm sure Watershed is not all the way like that. I, I'd imagine it's a one-off barrel that just had to somehow be. got a little too charred or something. Well, I had one of Drew's. Uh, Drew Black is the the guy that does Circle Circle City. Is it Circle City Whiskey Company? Yeah. 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 Um, and he, I had one that. Um, that he brought in here. Actually, it wasn't him. It was Dan. Dan Kidd. Another shout out. Shout out. Um, he brought it in to try, and it was a, it was a barrel pick that he did with Drew, and it was really good. Yep. Not smoky at all. Um, it's probably the, the first thing I've had from Watershed, and I loved it. So yeah. I'd be interested in trying more of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Circle City's doing cool stuff. It They are. It, right now, it really feels like an independent bottler, uh, like a like a Link and Tata, or like uh, like Foursquare. Yeah, you know, somebody that's going out buying product and sourcing stuff and getting it in markets where it wouldn't be otherwise. Right, like, that's cool. I, I mean, it is really cool. Yeah, you can get MGP barrels with Circle City, but. They don't even distribute watershed around here. I've never no. had any of their stuff. The no. other one you can get through them is Pennington Distillery, which is yeah. uh, Davidson's County um, whiskey. In uh, you'll find it in Davidson County, Nashville, Tennessee, which is where that distillery is. And uh, it, it's just one of those things where it's cool to try stuff that's made from other people in. Uh, honestly, he's in a good market to do it as well. So I have a question for you. Have you ever heard of Milam and Green whiskey? No. Uh, Texas? Uh-uh. I have a, a girl, Kayla Marie's her name. She's going to come out here hopefully the next few weeks, sample their product. I'm like, we love Texas whiskey, so I'd love to try something new. I keep, So she's going to bring it out. I had soon. another pour of that Balcones peated. It's good, isn't it? It's so good. Um, it, it really is like if you took Lafroy 10 cash strength and turned the sweetness into like brown sugar, mm-hmm. it's just something, something amazing about it. That's, uh, and that's funny too. Cause Balcones, I'd say at this point, because of Allen Hill, I've probably sampled 30, yeah. at least 30 different yeah. whiskeys from them. And the only one that I wasn't a huge fan of wasn't even from him. It was one we got in here, the baby the baby blue, because yeah. it was the true blue proof down too far. Yeah, and it wasn't good. The true blue is fantastic. Castring blue corn is amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that all their their proof stuff is actually really good. Did you ever find that article you were planning on reading? No, no, no. It you- it wasn't that important. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it was about the. The new Rocky cigar coming out at like a hundred bucks, and they were kind of chastising him a little bit about it. But I don't remember for sure what it was. In that cigar chat where uh, Doctor J posted that post, he said, "Any guesses on what it is?" And I didn't see it. Oh, uh, Will Breeden said, 
Is Eric coming out of the closet? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What is it, a wild turkey post? No, the no. Espinosa one. Oh, other, oh, I got you. Okay. Oh, that Eric. Yeah. Yeah, trying to figure out what, what the major announcement is. Does it say when they're going to announce it? Later today, it just says. So pull up their po- Instagram and see if we see it as we're recording. You never know. It might okay. come out. Yeah, I'll find it. Uh, let's see. Espinosa. Espinosa cigars. I am intrigued by this. Um, view all 21 comments. All right. Ooh. Something else exciting. The the new um, special release cigar from Aladino uh-huh. is on its way. It's the one that I th- I'm pretty sure it's the one that I was begging for when we were down there. It's the more full, more full-bodied Cameroon, and this one I believe is going to be um, Julio's 85th cigar. So I'm excited to see. Is it all Cameroon? Out. I don't know. Okay. I don't know yet. I don't think so. I think problem. With when is doing, it coming out? TV, uh, I believe it TV shipped or? already. Oh, so yes. it's did they it's have it at the show? It's going to be shipping Monday. Um, I don't know. I don't think I saw anything. From I don't it. think so either. Is it a Aladino Lounge exclusive? Nope, nope. It's going to be available. I think this first run, at least, is going to be available just to. I mean, the the lounge, us lounges, we all get it first, and then you've got another probably fifteen to twenty lounges that have been to the farm. They'll get next shot, and then whatever's left, then it goes out to to those other shops. So it'll be gone probably before it gets to beyond those shops. So what did you like about this cigar? What cigar? The the one that's coming from. I've them. not smoked it yet. I thought this was the one you tried to get at the farm. No, I talked to them about it the whole time. Oh, okay. When I was down there, because I love their Cameroon. I'd love to see a more full-body Cameroon. And that's what this is. And that's is. what's coming out. So they kept it pretty tight-lipped, because they never said a word about they were working on that when I was down there. So I bet they didn't even tell Trey Mack. Well, they had, they had given Trey, um, for his birthday one year, they had made... And they had only made a few of the all, of the all Cameroon, and he said it was insanely good. So I'm kind of holding out hope for that, but I would think that an all Cameroon cigar probably wouldn't have a lot of strength to it. Um, but I'm okay if it didn't have strength. I just want to see it kick up in crazy amount of flavor, too. Yeah. So that one's exciting. The Sumatra will be coming sometime in October, probably. The all dark Sumatra. Um. And we're starting to see some stuff trickling in. Um, oh, shh. I got to do this today. Um, <laughs> the crown heads, the the pie red. Yeah. That one <coughs> is going to be coming. I've got um, I've got to look and see what else we need from crown heads today um, to get more stuff coming. But that one will be coming. I'm excited about that one because I love the original pie. Yeah, me But if too. they kick us up in a little bit more strength, this could be special. So... Well, I'd imagine they're leaning towards those red pepper notes. I would so. hope so. Being red, that makes sense. I bet it's Habano. Could be. Could be. I did, um, I will say, I will make sure this is clicked in. Yeah. Um, and I, hey, Lisa, what is the new rep that you like from McAuliffe? What's his name? Jeremy. So Jeremy is the new rep from McAuliffe, um, a young guy. Sounds like he is really excited, and maybe I let's see how can I say this without saying this. All right, I'll just say it. Say it. He's definitely a major step up in 
reps from what we had before. I'll, I'll just say it that way. Okay. This guy is super positive. Um, he's I mean, he's been he bought some of our merch here, and he said, "Oh, he said I've been wearing that hat, one of those wood hats. He said, I've been wearing that hat everywhere I go, and everyone comments on it. I'm like, that's cool, you know, <laughs> a awesome. rep wearing somebody else's stuff." Um, we but I'm thinking cigars. about <laughs> exactly, and I'm and I, I did smoke the um, the McAuliffe Black, which is the new release. It was good. Good. Um, I think what I might do, and you know, let me know. And seriously, when we when we say this, please do let let me know if there's like some McAuliffe cigars that you do like. Because right now, the only ones I'm probably going to try to get is going to be the McAuliffe Black. I'll probably get one of the Magdalias, which those are really good, mm-hmm. and um, the McAuliffe A. Yeah. All of those are sub ten dollars cigars. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe they still are. So those will be a good price point to bring them in. Um, I feel like some of their higher end cigars just don't quite hit my palate yet. Um, but if there's some out there that you guys like, let me know. I'll I'll potentially bring in three or four facings here in the next few weeks, and and we'll give them a shot. But um, but I just want to shout him out because you know that's I mean we buy from people we like yeah we do and you know it's like there there are reps that i'll never buy their product and honestly their products are great but i don't like the rep okay and this was one of them yeah at the time yeah so go ahead so i just pulled up a little summary of the pice anastasia okay this so, is the red coming yeah. out pice anastasia red is rolled in the dominican republic by ep carrillo and is made with a blend of ecuador sumatra as the rapper god Nicaraguan binder and filler. Osgunner said it has some kick. It's one of those cigars that starts off with a definitive bang. It's got a sneaky element to it. You think it's calming down, but it's stronger than you think. This is a cigar you want to smoke after you eat something. It's not a morning cigar. We'll we'll prove them wrong on that. We'll 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 light that one up. At- it is a lot darker. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll light that one up like eleven thirty just to prove it is a morning cigar. Um, anything's a morning <laughs> cigar for you, Rob. It is. Although my morning is more like other people's afternoon. Wait, no, it's vice versa, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. My morning is like last till about three in the afternoon because I don't get up early. So yeah, I know. You'll stay up till like three in mm-hmm. the morning. Yeah, like the other it's hard day. Hard to wind down, man. The other day. Might have been last night. I was like, hey, what time are we recording? And I, I, in my head, I was like, I don't normally text people this late. Rob will still be awake, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rob probably hasn't even sat down to watch TV yet. No, <laughs> no it was only like 11 o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that But late. I was on my way to bed at 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, but you probably had already fallen asleep on the couch. You have, you have one of those real jobs where you have to actually get up in the morning and yeah. function. Yeah. Yeah, Rob just smokes and drinks all day and then complains about his blood sugar. <laughs> My blood sugar is usually pretty good. <laughs> See if it's even capped out yet. Nope. Still waiting for it to read. Oh, he's got the easy life. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Calvin came in this week. That was another one Shout that came in. Calvin. Calvin Woods. Yeah. Calvin actually represents Black Label Trading Company, Blackwork Studio dissident and emilio cigars yeah and we've got all but the emilio in here right now which you tried the emilio uh i forget what it was called Griffin, but it was Griff. yeah something it was all nicaraguan yeah and it was good yeah it was good the thing so that, expanding his stuff too 
The thing that's nice about him repping all of them is that all of those brands could be under the exact same manufacturer, and you'd never question it. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're all out of the they're same all factory. The same factory. Yeah. yeah, but the labels are all very similar design they are. art. Like that Emilio looked exactly like a like, like a, a Blackworks. Black yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, oh, what like did he say Beak, about the new? Uh, did did he did I hear correctly that the killer bee and the hornet are in a couple new sizes? Yeah, but I don't, he never said. We never asked. Okay, because all I could think of is please don't put that out in the gordo. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just need yet. little tins of those. Oh, well, those would be great. It's like <laughs> yeah. petite Coronas. Oh my gosh. A pack of ten of those. Yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a day right there. Yeah. You won't, just call them firecrackers, man. I would I would buy those. Yeah. Mm. And those those have not sold great so, here. So here's the deal. Yet you sell them in a tin, and you call the tin the swarm. The swarm. There the you swarm. go. There you go. Uh, like you can that. take that because I hope you make it because I would buy that. That would actually be a really good thing. I mean, the of uh, the little small like really petite Coronas. My favorite I've ever smoked was it was a Davidoff Nicaragua, um, and it was a pack of ten. Yeah, a ten of ten, and. Those had more flavor on those little cigarillos than even the big one had. Yep. And I love that cigar, but I've never found too many of them that small that had that much of a punch to them. I'm, Still one of my favorite Davidoffs. I'm sure Blackworks could do it. Though. Oh, yeah. And you know, with a box shortage, just switch to aluminum tins. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> or porcelain jars. Or porcelain jars. That's what I need is more things yeah more cigar paraphernalia and i and i it's kind of cool that that espinosa that's what they're doing for the lost ace this yeah. year is a, a um porcelain jar just letting you know espinosa that's great for all of the people that are buying, buying them, them but for the humidors the yeah that they'll be in it's just sad yeah well mine's going into a box i'm yeah. there i mean i can't i mean i'll have i'll have the jars out for people to buy a full jar but they're gonna go in a box because there's no way to put that on a shelf. I'm gonna I'm gonna take one of the jars home and just put cookies in it. It'd be a cool <laughs> cookie jar, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll tell you what would be really cool, and I have not seen it up close to know for sure. It'd be really cool if it was one of those jars that had the rubber seal where you can actually clamp it down yeah. and use it as a true humidor. Yeah, that would be really cool because I mean. I mean, I, I typically have more cigars that would go in that, but not everybody wants more than, you know, 10, 20 cigars at home. Yeah. That'd be perfect for that. Yeah. Do you even have cigars at your house right now? I do. Not a ton. Yeah. Uh, probably, I don't know, 50, 60 of them at home or something yeah. like that. That's pretty low for a 250 count humidor. Yeah, it is. But, but it stays is like dead on at 66% and Unplugged? 69. Uh, no, I've got it plugged in for okay. the summer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. But it's not moved for the last six months. I haven't plugged mine in yet. I probably should. Um, well, if it's not, it's not that important. Right so now, it's a sixty-eight percent with a sixty-five percent bovida in there. Yeah, if you put a little air through there, it'd probably pull that humidity down. Well, maybe not. It depends on how warm it is inside now. Yeah, because if you bring the relative, if you bring the temperature down, your relative humidity is going to go up. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I've either got 62s or 65s in mine right now. I can switch to a 62 and be fine. Yeah, I don't have any 62s. The nice thing here. is, is my uh, my 65, which is the 320 gram, the the big boxes. Box. Uh -huh. Yeah, that thing's lasted me 
I'm coming up on two years with mm-hmm. it now. Um, just because in the summer it collects humidity and in the winter it puts out. And, yeah. And it never dries out enough in the winter that I need to replace it come summer. No. No. And and I will say, so we had um, um, the, the owner of Claro in here again. He's the humidor guy that we have here local, mm-hmm. the ones we spotlighted last week. Yeah. Um, he reiterated to me after after we had said this on the show that this is the perfect time to buy a humidor because you know it's so much easier to try to acclimate a humidor when it's oh, already yeah. fairly humid outside. You you try to do that in the winter and it's just like chasing. So like you I know mean, people get a humidor for Christmas and like oh I'm having a hard time. Well yeah you're in winter and it's 15 percent humidity in your house. Yeah, I mean it. I remember uh, last winter we had such a hard snow and we got in the below. Like, I think we were with the wind chill, we were in the negatives. My house dropped to like 3% humidity. Yeah. And, uh, and I had to fix that because I have too much money and wood. Yeah. All your, all your yeah. guitars and stuff. You oh, need yeah. to make sure those are in good shape. But, uh, do you use Bovida in those two? No. So I actually installed a whole house humidifier. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's I know just, uh, it, a lot of people use Bovida for yeah, their instruments I, too. I, I, I do have Bovida in the cases, um, but I don't always keep them in the cases at the house. Um, also, I have a lot, so it's just easier to leave them out yeah. when, I'm, when I'm not traveling with them. But the Bovida definitely does help regulate it. Bovida teamed up with a with a guitar accessory company called Diodario, and they, they designed... I'm not sure they designed it. I'm sure it was all Bovida and just rebranded with Diderio. But uh, they uh, they have a 45% pack that you'll put in with your guitars. Okay. So 45 is the magic number for that? For wood, generally, yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, and that's all it is, is you're just taking care of wood at that point. You're hoping on your acoustic guitars that the tops don't separate because, I mean, on an acoustic you hardly ever get a uh, a solid top. There's there's something that happens when you like butterfly out the piece of wood and match the grain on either side. Yeah. Something with acoustics, I don't know. I'm not a guitar builder. But uh if it gets too if it gets too dry, like it can just split where the glue seam is and that's no good. Or it gets too dry and the bracing inside will just uh come undone like it's just glue holding them together they're yeah they uh they're not using screws or anything in them if they're well-made instruments because that kills some resonance so yeah 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 so you just come off of a concert series or something you just did here last week oh i did a conference conference okay i thought, I thought you guys were just all playing music together no, it was a it was a conference and it was a two day long thing, and that was the cool thing is though you had all the best artists in the entire world in their own minds there, right? <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Every um, musician thinks they're the best at something. See, the hard part is, <laughs> is I went to college in Nashville, and I, I knew guitar before I went, but I really like knew guitar 
after I came back. Yeah. You know, my uh, my guitar instructor in college, he was he's a famous classical guitar player. Like he would beat me up for some of my techniques starting up, starting out. And the the craziest thing to me is these there's a lot of musicians, especially in the church world, that just do not understand music theory or the fretboard on a guitar. Like if, uh, I don't know, I was really spoiled. I had a band for a little while when we were, when I lived in Nashville still. Of course you And did. I could tell everybody like, hey, we're going to play this song in a different key today. And nobody questioned it. But like there, like people rioted. <laughs> like, I don't know how to play it in that key. It's like, how? Yeah. How? You, like, play, you play guitar, right? Well, <laughs> I, I thought... <laughs> Well, I didn't. I, I, mean, didn't I didn't put everybody together for it. Okay, so. and let's let's throw an entire industry under the bus a little bit here too. So um, you were doing worship, yes, and ninety seven percent of all worship songs have what two or three chords max in them anyway. Nah, I mean it's so, it's four chords. four at the most. Yeah. So it's like as long as you know those, you can kind of probably fake it on stage a little bit. Should be able to, <laughs> but. Like, if you have basic understanding of the Wheel of Fifths and, like, a little bit of chords and maybe a capo, like, you can do it. Yeah. I never, like, I'll never, when I'm playing electric guitar, I try not to use a capo unless there is a part, like, a lead line that's written that needs the open strings. Like, most of the time you don't need one. Yeah. Um, because the acoustic guitar player will be playing the big cowboy chords that are taking up a lot of space. And you don't need to fill the same space as they are because that's just muddy. Yeah. Um, By but, the way, go back to that whiskey. Okay. I'm getting like a really strong butterscotch, smoky butterscotch note now in it. Coming off that cigar. Yeah, they called it toffee. English toffee. toffee. I can see that. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's so good. It's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can get some of that in here. I think that would be a, a fun pour for people to try. I don't, I'm not sure it's mass market, Mm-mm. but it is a it is a try before you buy pour. Yeah. And I guess if you like it, you do. I might take this over Midwinter's. Oh, I would for sure. Yeah. I mean, we already decided we like our, our Starlight Port yeah. you know, better than Midwinter's. This one, I think. It's way more complex well, than Mint Winters was. It offers something special to to the market. And it's There's half not the price this. of Mint Winters. It is half the <laughs> price of Midwinters. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Maybe higher than what you were wanting to spend on that bottle, but yeah, it's well, better. Well, that's the thing that always gets me with High West is on their on their special releases, they don't hardly ever give you anything at cash strength unless yeah. it's like a distillery only. Um, they don't hardly ever give it to you at cash strength. And I would kill to try that at cast strength oh i would too oh my gosh as complex as that is at what what'd you say 92 92 i can't imagine what that would be like at 118 120 proof yeah yeah and who knows it could have just been medicinally hot and they decided to prove it down to get it to a flavor point i don't, I don't know. know i would probably like it medicinally. Oh, i know hot, you would though. i know you would <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know market enough for a campfire whiskey is very slim yeah. A cash strength campfire whiskey, I'm sure, would just pigeonhole it so much that they'd have a hard time selling it. It might be, but I mean, honestly, that'd be a perfect distillery only release because everybody would buy it. Oh, yeah. You only have to do one barrel of it. Well, I'd buy this again. 
Oh, I definitely. I'm gonna have to try to find some of this for myself and for here. So it's it's rye, it's a bourbon, and I think they said a single malt, a single malt scotch. Yeah, and blended malt scotch whiskey. Um, can't really be scotch whiskey just because it wasn't bottled in Scotland. Right. But, you know, we understand. What but that's why they at. put the word blended in there. That changes it. Well, you can call it blended scotch. You just can't call it scotch, right? You just can't call it scotch. Yeah. It was... I'm not even sure you could call it scotch if they bought an entire barrel of it and had it shipped over. The time it hits U.S. soil, it's not scotch anymore. Even if it never changed containers? Yeah. Okay. I mean... So it has to be bottled in Scotland, too. Yeah. To be scotch. Okay. Uh I couldn't remember that. But if they were to buy a like a <laughs> a full pallet of bottles of a scotch and dump it in there, it's not scotch anymore. So I understand what they're saying, and there's a workaround with this because it the the whiskey itself is not a scotch. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like they're gonna get in trouble for it, but it's a descriptor. It's not it's not a statement of the actual juice. Well, it kind of is a statement of the juice in there. Yeah, it's a blend of bourbon, yeah. rye, and, and blended malt scotch. Huh. Yeah, um, but this this would no longer be a bourbon or a rye or a single malt. It's really no it's category. Just, I would, I guess, it'd just be an American blended, whiskey, American whiskey, or a blended whiskey category yeah. or something. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Again, That's nothing a, wrong. You know, but I am with you though. It's like you know seeing these these big dog distillery starting to do more and more of this it makes you wonder are they doing it just because that's a natural progression of the industry or are they doing it because they see little dogs making money and you're like let's jump on board yeah yeah it's got to be a little bit of both of that i would think the other thing is is um for distilleries like high west that could have decently aged product put out of their own stuff this I mean, releases like this that both satisfy, like, they both satisfy the market and buy them more time with their whiskey to age. Yeah. True. I, that's one thing I've been wondering about Starlight. Starlight's been putting out four and a half, five-year product for the past two years. Yeah. I know they have older stuff, but I wonder if they're setting enough back to keep up with it. I think now they are. Yeah, but two years ago, I think the I think next year we might see some six year release bourbons, and honestly, their bourbon needs six years before I it's agree. spectacular. Uh, again, there are one off barrels that I think are great. Yeah, um, but across the board, like you get a bourbon at that six year mark, oh, it's it's about to do something special. Well, and over the last two years. Starlight has built two more rickhouses. Giant rickhouses. So yeah. they have a lot more room to start aging this stuff even longer. So they're definitely looking at long-term what they're doing next. Yeah, they are. Now, I will say that one rickhouse that we always pick from, at least, that's the older one, I think, isn't it? Yeah. They have a lot of finishing barrels in that rickhouse. A lot. Well, that's kind of how Starlight made their name known on the market. And if any, if the new cigar batch event that's coming up soon is any indicator of it, 
I don't think the market's going to sustain them on finished whiskey for even another couple years. I agree. It, it seems like everybody <laughs> Starlight did a lot of finishes. I I think I could say first. Um and if not first they popularized them. Yeah. In Indiana for sure. I mean, I'd say in all of the southern states. That's really. true. I mean, Whiskey Tribe talked about them. They're kind of really promoted the heck out of them. Yeah. Um, but it seems like as people from the whiskey boom are graduating into these finished whiskeys, which gets you into a higher proof category, mm -hmm. satisfies that, but is also lean sweeter, has some familiar flavors. It seems like the market is going more towards like just straight wood finishes, no no spirits finishes, or just higher age stuff. Yeah. Like think about the popularity of Heaven Hill 17. Yeah. It's uh insane. People are really just jonesing for high age stuff again. Yeah. And it's not like Beam's putting it out anymore. Those single barrels they put out are nine, ten years. They used to be 14, 15. And those are some of my favorite to this day. I think that's why the Elijah Craig barrel proof picks go over well because you're at least getting into double digits on yeah. most of them. Yeah. And, and for under 100 bucks. Right. Yeah. At least I hope they're under 100 bucks. <laughs> it, well, they will be. They will they be. Will be. I, I'd imagine. I would imagine from the distributor, it's going to be around seventy bucks. Probably that's my that's, that's, that was where I was getting. I would not. For. Don't don't take that as fact. No, that's a that is a complete guess. And uh, per usual, with final third, the cost is just passed down to you. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's not like Rob's going to call it a hundred twenty dollar bottle. No, when it wasn't. No. So. Not that nope. you can buy it here either. No, that's just how the you liquor can buy prices pours, are. Set. All the pores yeah. you want <laughs> till it's gone. But people are really wanting that higher age stuff. Uh, I mean, even thinking about that Sweetens Cove Twenty Two. Oh, yeah, that thing is done well. Best just thing because ever done. of well, first of all, the blending is amazing. Yeah, but second of all. I think the age statements in there can somewhat justify the price. Yeah. You end up with a lot of these higher-end finished whiskeys. Again, well, I'm back on it. Like the Joseph Magnus Cigar Blend. The hard part for me is it's delicious, but it's just finished whiskey, blended well. Yeah. And it, it total wine, it's... Like two twenty nine. Two twenty nine. Yeah. MSRP is two fifty. I think. Yeah. It, does that justify the product you're getting? Because I can't imagine that uh, Nancy Fraley would be putting out high aged MGP in those barrels. I. Yeah. I don't know that there is an in, an incentive to do that. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. For, like for for me, whenever I run out of my latest cigar batch i'll hunt another one yeah because i want to i want to enjoy that i want to sip on it am i going to buy a case of it just to take home to have extra bottles no it's too much money no yeah but there are bottles like that that i want to have one to sip on and enjoy occasionally and it's um, a special occasion it is i mean it's just like that heaven hill uh 
20 year. Yeah. I, I, I'm desperately wanting to get a bottle of that for my shelf at home. It's delicious. It is really Secondary good. prices are creeping up again on it. Yep. Because now people with actual knowledge of the whiskey have been trying it going, this is damn good. <laughs> huh. This isn't just 20 year old mellow. Corn. Yeah. Well, it is, but it is, it's but it's special more. and it's good. And we still have a little over half the bottle, I think, up there. Well, I, I mean, so, I think of brands like Barrel with their uh, with their gold label stuff and the higher end, like the high age Barrel Seagrass. It's a two hundred fifty dollar oh. bottle. It's really good, but at the end of the day, it's Canadian rye, right? And it's it's a little high for what it is. It, and I and mean, honestly, all Canadian the Barrel rye. stuff is a little high for what it is. I think so, but they do it, it backs it up with flavor. They yeah, all they taste really, really good. Well, that's another testament to blending. It does. But there are some people that are doing these blends, uh, these finished whiskey blends, and just sticking high, uh, high sticker prices on it just because that's what the market can do, whether yeah. it's worth it or not. And that's what kills me about it. And this happens in the cigar world, too. You get these new brands coming out. And not even tested, not no one even knows about them. And you got their bottles already coming out at 120, 150 bucks right off. I'm like, yeah. you, you need to probably make some product and get a, get a name before you start throwing what everything high that, dollar. Uh, what was that Lancero that we got a whole box of from that company? Oh, the um, the Freuds. Yeah, Freud. Great cigar. It's their first cigar, and it was almost 20 bucks. Yeah. It's like you can't do that. I mean, well, and and that's why I've heard from that, everybody. That's just not me. That's that's every other um, podcast that has shops and stuff like that. They said the same thing. It's like it's a great cigar. I'll try to bring it in, but I'm not going to bring it in. You know, normally like a, a skid of it. I'm going to bring in a box or two for people to try. Well, and the hard part is, is you're just outpricing yourself from the jump. If, yeah. If you want to be in the luxury cigar space, and I would say anything over. I'd say anything over 18 is like luxury cigar territory. I would have said two years ago, anything over about 14, but yeah. we're up to that $18 price yeah. point now. Um, you ha if you're going to come out with something like that, you have to give people a reason to understand why it's that much. Yeah. And no, it's not some special Corojo from Honduras. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. <laughs> you... you Talk talk about that again, because that felt. I'll bet it's an inside joke at this point with some people. It might be. So, um, Julio and Justo Roa, they're they're Aladino, they're JRE Tobacco Farm. Um, they they make this cigar called the um, Corojo Reserve. If you haven't had it, it's all high priming Corojo. It's delicious. delicious. Some of the best Corojo Baking in the spices. world. And um, and it's a little higher dollar cigar. I mean, you're talking fifteen to eighteen dollar cigar depending on the size. Yeah. Um, then, uh, Justo's brother, Christian, he owns CLE, Asylum, all those brands came out with an Asylum cigar this year, which I, which those have I, notoriously been budget. Yeah. I mean, they've always been budget friendly, big cigars, but a good lower price. And they came out with one this year with the special Corojo they got from Honduras, which tells me it was just Corojo from dad's farm Yeah, and, uh, charged 65 bucks for it. I'm like. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. My, secretly, I hope dad and brother got together and said, 
let's charge him twice the price for this. <laughs> this I know that didn't happen. No way. But it's just one of those things like, man, that's, that's kind of crazy to, to do that. Now, on the flip side, CLE, if you ever try a lot of their, their uh, Corojo, it's very, very sweet cinnamon. Yeah. Um, not like the Corojo they typically get from the JRE farm. So it might just be because they're making something totally unique to their line. That it's like this is a totally different animal. We want to get our people into it, but sixty-five. I mean, that's it's a lot. That's of getting money. the stupid num- number for tobacco. Yeah, I mean, you could buy two Davidoffs for that. <laughs> you could or one <laughs> you know, or one, which still I wouldn't want. I mean, yeah, I, no, huh? nothing wrong with them, but I'm just like that. That price point is only for a specific. I, group I have of people. smoked a couple Davidoffs I like, but mm-hmm. I have trouble with the price point. I just never be regulars in my. Uh, in my humidors, yeah. Um, when I'm giving them, I'm very appreciative. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, or when I show up at a Davidoff lounge like Blend, yeah. Depending on if they don't have the 2021 Las Calaveras in there, I'll, I'll grab a Davidoff. Yeah, you know. Well, and that the, that was the, the Nicaragua, other- the Blend Bar exclusive uh, Nicaragua, the Blend is- Bar exclusive one's my favorite. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Still and expensive. It is. I mean, it's 40 bucks. Yeah. Um, but I will say that's one thing. Whenever I go down to Blend, you know, shout out to Corey and the crew yeah. down there. They're they're doing a great job. That's the cigar I get. Yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm I'm not going to go in there and, and buy something from them that I can get, that I have here at my shop. No, I want to try something different. Not. Yeah. It's 40 bucks. Yeah, that's the celebratory stick for me. Yeah. But if I'm going out and hanging out with those boys, it's it's more just celebrating and relaxing and hanging out with those guys. So. Totally. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done it, with mine. I'm near the nub on this. Well, you have some I'm, final third tasting notes for us, Rob? Uh, you go ahead and start because I have to relight. Mine, so, I, I got to talking too much. For me right now, it's almost uh, gone into like a rye toast territory. Still has a lot of those baking spice qualities, a little bit of black pepper on the tongue. And it's a really spicy black pepper on the retro hail. Um, still with some of those bready qualities, or maybe it's almost nutty on the retro hail. Yeah, there's a little bit of nuttiness to it. I am getting a lot of that black, almost almost peppercorn. Yeah, going there definitely kicked up in strength. It I, did. Uh, I, I'm not ready to call it a full bodied, but no. it is medium plus. Medium full. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good cigar, like I said, it's it's ready to smoke out of the package. Again, this is another one I think with a little age is going to get even way better. Oh yeah, um, I've had I've, I haven't sold any full boxes yet, but I've hold, sold a bunch of handfuls. So this is definitely for me. This is a box purchase. I'm gonna I'm gonna get one for myself and yep. throw it back just It'll to see how it does. Um, I'm anxious to see how these all age out because all of the Los Calaveras age really fantastic. Well. Um, yeah, I, I I'm excited about it. That I've talked to a couple of the guys on some other podcasts, and they said that they they agreed with me on and us on the fact that the last two or three years they've not been ready to mm-hmm. smoke, and they agreed this one was ready right out of the box. Yeah, it's amazing. So, well, good deal. Anything else you want to share? Uh, I don't think so. Final cool. Third still does have the uh, sampler packs in, too. So yes, we do. We have several boxes of if those. If you're looking for a, I guess, a cheaper way to set some back and try them in the future, I think those are under 60 bucks. Yeah, they're 59 Yeah. Yeah, something um, like that. But it's a four-pack. You get the 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 Bellicoso Torpedo, whatever they're calling it, 
um, plus the three sizes that came out this year, which you have two different Toro sizes, a Robusto and the Bellicoso, fifty nine yeah. bucks. So you're saving a few bucks by buying that. Yeah, line. you are. Um, all that those store really well. I still have last year's one of last year's in my humidor, I do and too. I'll probably sit on it another year. I probably will too because I still have a box of Lonsdales from last year in my humidor as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Lonsdales are great. Yeah, they are. They are great. They're really good. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. You can find me on Instagram at The Whiskey Pastor. And we will see you next week. And next week is going to be the one we have releasing out for um, Alan Bishop. Alan so we're Bishop. excited about that. Yeah. So we will talk to you then. Cheers, guys. Cheers.